the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to a New Year's edition of the Reaching for Real Life podcast and radio program. And this song never gets old. No. It's new every morning, Sean. <laughs> At least once a week. It's, it's New Year's. <laughs> well, Happy New Year's to you, my friend. And you, my brother. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks there. Did you have a nice uh, holiday? We, we had a great, we had a great uh, Christmas. It was so relaxing. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we did the deal where uh, we did Christmas Eve, which was all the way through Saturday night, the services. Yeah. And then uh, we did a online service for Sunday morning. Yep. And, uh, and then we did an online service for New Year's. Well, tell and us so, more. <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> uh, so that created just a neat space for everybody. And it was nice. It all was right. really nice. It, it was restful. The Lord spoke to me over that time. Some really good stuff. It was awesome. Well, very good. I got to ask about the kids. They were over several times. We <laughs> went to Fredericksburg, saw the lights, hey, you know, over the holidays. Isn't that neat? Oh, Fredericksburg, beautiful little town. The so. parade you should see next time. Uh, That's an event. The Fredericksburg mm. probably has one of the finer parades. It's really? A, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's a double lane street. So they march, you know, down one street, and then they turn around. And they come back the other way. So you have so two parades happening at the same oh time. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's awesome! No charge. <laughs> well, you just said though that we did a little special presentation on New Year's Eve. Yes, we did, and uh, we just thought, what a great idea for our podcast. Mm-hmm. You, Baron Wiley of Bernie Radio, formerly of KSLR Radio, KLUP. I mean, just so much, this your storied career and, in in radio, but presently with. Reaching for real life, right? I'm still here. I'm still employed. Hello. By the way, <laughs> just something we need to we're talk about. about. Baron. Uh, no. Uh, yes, of course, you're with, with us here, but yeah. uh, you did for us a really neat thing. It was kind of the whole focus of the service was on how do we process the new year. Mm-hmm. And so you did an interview with Lori and I. Yeah. And as we pointed out there, and as we'll point out here, uh, people always want to hear more from Lori than from, well, <laughs> us. Okay. So it was a great conversation. And, you know, you suggested, hey, let's do that for the podcast. And I think that's great. It really is all about helping to process this time of year, looking back, looking forward, and how we do that. So I thought that'd be a great thing for us to do. Then here we go. Well, thank you, Sean. It's so good to see you, Lori. Yeah, good to be here. We've been friends for a very, very long, long time. time. By the way, I love what you guys have done with the place. You know, all <laughs> things are new here. Great, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Is the drums for sale? Can we? Uh, I don't know. No, no, that's yeah. just decor. They're, okay. they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, yes, we've got some great questions to go over. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Uh, by the way, each question is worth five points for each correct answer that you give. So that, that's will be good. What's the winner get? Let's see. This, this uh, program is endorsed by, uh, by Twizzlers. So we'll get you some Twizzler socks. You, you plan that. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and just dive right into it. I mean, do you sit down and think, all right, it's the new year. We're going to sit down and evaluate the last year or go forward. How do you process the new year? Well, we always meticulously, January 1st, we don't leave until it's all charted out. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, honestly, for us, we have some time off after Christmas. And um, it's very, very valuable just because you're running, running, running right. up to that point. And so we, we take very specific time to just get away, 
look over the last year, give thanks for what God did, and then just kind of assess and see what we think and then spend time praying and going, okay, what do you have for this current year? Yeah. And it doesn't always be the same. It's not, like we, it's not like we have this special appointment that we keep. Sometimes it's a date. Sometimes it's an afternoon drive. Sometimes maybe an overnighter. But, but the, it's kind of just that's where our thoughts go. You know, that's where we end up thinking and, and feeling about things at that time of year. So it's just a natural kind of byproduct. We just start talking about, well, it's 2023. First of all, how did 2022 go? And then it goes from there. Yeah, and I think we do it, we do it separately, and then we come together and we do it together. And so it's, it's an individual thing, but then we process it together. So in your house, in your stage, what specifically do you look at? What are the categories that you evaluate? That's an interesting question because it's different. When our kids were little, obviously we're evaluating uh, based on all their schedules and all what we're doing. You know, we're starting a ministry. We were founding a ministry. And one of the things that we were real concerned about is our kids not getting lost in that. You know, Lori's really good about measuring that and monitoring that. She's kind of the thermometer, really. She'll tell me the temperature. And, but as we've gotten older, obviously it changes because grandkids now. And the ministry's changed. So it, it is different, the, the specific things necessarily. Yeah, and I would say I kind of do mine like categories. So I, I go, okay, personally, I look at that area, and then I go, okay, our family, and I'll focus on that area, and then ministry-wise. And then when you look at it, are you judging it as, well, this was a win and this was a loss? How do you, again, balance that? One of the things that I started several years ago, it's been a while now, and I think, I think a lot of people probably do it, at the beginning of the year, and when I take that time to pray and go, okay, what about last year? What about, I really ask the Lord to give me a word that maybe he wants me to focus on. And so I'll look back at that or focus on that word and try to see, okay, how did I, I felt like that was something that God asked me to work on. How did that go for 22 and, or whatever that year is? And then evaluate it based on that, where I saw God move, where I saw I, I grew, or again, where our family did, where our ministry did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a person who's pretty vision centered, like in my life and in ministry, whether it's personal, family, professional. I, I've spent a lot of years praying and thinking and processing what is it, what is it, what do I think God wants the product of our life to be? For me, I'll always be looking back and, and will say, was last year what we think God wanted last year to be? And I'll check and see. And, and you know, I'll always find areas where we go, oh yeah, that was good. We were really glad that happened. I'll also find areas that I go, uh, we got a little sidetracked in that. That took way more of our focus and attention than we wanted it to. It's not like it's ever perfect, but I think the importance of just stopping and having the conversation and praying, even individually first, and then talking with one another, but, but saying, how did this compare to what I believe God's vision and his desire and his heart for my life is? The end of the year is just a good time to stop and look and say, okay, so 2022, how did that compare to the vision that God had for our life. And that's kind of how that process works. And it's, there's all, it's always different. I mean, it, it, there's always great things in every year, and there's disappointments in every year. But some years you go, no, we were on mission, on vision, and it was great. Other years you're going, eh, we had a lot of drift, and boy, we, that year went by fast, and it doesn't feel like we moved the ball downfield as much as we would have liked. Well, you teed it right up. I'm going to put you on the spot here. How was 2022? Fantastic, Baron. Of course it was. All wins, all aces. Um, how was 2022? How did you say 2022 is that? Uh, 2022, again, back to that, the word. I went back and I read 
what I wrote in January of 2022, and I had my word, and it was surrender. And I looked back over the year, and I knew that was something that God wanted me to work on in a multiple, a bunch of areas. And I saw where I had done that somewhat. But actually, as I assessed the year, I thought, you know what? The, what this year really was for me was distraction. Mm. Distraction. And so processing that, okay, this is what I thought I was supposed to be working on. This is the reality of what happened. And so what are we going to do with that? And so that's going to be part of my that's going to be part of my process this year is okay, yeah, um, I thought this was the word. This is, was the reality. So God, let's let's he's very gracious. So we're going to work on that again this right. year and limit the distractions because that's in reality what 2022 was for me. That's funny. My word for 2022 was distractions. So I feel, <laughs> I feel like I I hit it. <laughs> Uh, no, as I look back at 2022, it's, it was an exceptional year of change in every area of my life. It feels like, you know, we went through some big changes at River City and we, you know, started some new ministries. We talked about this at our annual meeting last year. We incorporated and kind of brought these new subsidiary entities, uh, organizations to work, the amphitheater, real life amphitheater, the community outreach. And so that was a big that was a big change in the ministry. We're still trying to figure out how to navigate that change. But I think even in our family, you know, uh, Ryan and, and Rachel have planted Landmark, and now they're really getting established there. Uh, Lauren and Jonathan have moved into some new areas of ministry here in the groups ministry in, in for Jonathan. And and what's funny is as our grandkids get older they're very inconvenient with their little schedules now. Now they have places they want to be in. It's not all about Yaya and Pops, right? Come on. <laughs> exactly. But so for me, I'm feeling that change. And I can, I, it's palpable. I can look and go, wow, things changed. Some of them I'm really excited about and I like. Others of them, uh, okay, got to see, you know. I think everything that happened was of the Lord and I think it was what God wanted to have happen. Now I just got to catch up a little bit. That's 2022 was a great year. It was a very productive year, but the change was, it was a lot. And I, I feel like I'm playing catch up a little bit. Yeah. And here's the thing too, is even if your plans, I'm a pretty goal oriented person and I like to have plans. And um, even with those changing, even with thinking what 22 was going to be about and what it actually was, God uses all of that. So it's in right. the distractions, it's in the hard times, as long as you're coming through it and you're constantly focusing and turning back to him, you see, oh, wow, well, yeah, that didn't turn out how I thought it was going to be, but here's how God used it, and here's how God grew me in that, and here was an opportunity that I didn't know was going to happen, and now, wow, look what he did because of that. So there's always God in it if you're continually coming back to him with it. Perspective is so powerful there. I mean, I still feel like it's 2003, not 2023, you know, (laughs) but just in the last three years, since 2020, we all thought, 2020, it's 2020 vision, it's going to be great, then this pandemic hits and changes the whole thing but you guys saw the lord work through all that at river city oh, and in yeah. your life yeah and that's a that's a really great analogy really good observation baron because we had this big vision 2020 you know every every church did right, right. you can't come on it's that's a softball pitch right i mean we we got to jump on that but yet everything changed everything was different than we anticipated and yet as i look it's like oh man god did so much more and so many different things than I would have anticipated. It's just a good reminder that, you know, hey, uh, make your plans, whatever, but it's the, it's the plans of the Lord that get established, right? Well, speaking of making plans there, that means, like, to your point, you're goal-oriented, you've got a calendar, and you're keeping it, and the kids now, the grandkids have their own calendar. Uh, let's talk about just managing your time in 2023. Is that a priority for you guys, and how do you manage your calendar? 
Oh, E, it's great all the time. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our calendar is centered kind of off of my calendar. Like, like Christy, my assistant, and Lori both have access to my calendar, which, of course, means I don't. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I, I, can, I can be the problem. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. And, and not just me, but this, the ministry, because there's so many cool things you can do, so many people you can be a part of and you can minister to. And it just kind of that calendar guarding that calendar. And that's where Lori plays a big role, making sure, okay, remember the vision, remember the first things first, you know, to quote Covey, and make sure the big rocks go in first, you know. Yeah, and I think the management of the calendar, um, I think it's challenging depending on what season you're in. Um, people that have, you know, a thousand things on their plate is going to be more challenging than someone that's, that doesn't have as much going on. But especially as families grow, responsibilities at job in jobs grow, the demands become so much greater. So I think, um, again, submitting all of that to the Lord and making sure that what your priorities are, God, family, others, those need to be the things that your calendar reflects. I think our calendar will reflect what's really important to us. And a lot of times things can get stuck in there and you go, wait, does that really fit with what we say our priorities are? Mm. Those things need to be pulled off Mm. or set, you know, maybe put on hold. Um, But managing it, talking it over. um, And then for me, it's literally, okay, what's what are the things in the year now what are the things month by month what's the week look like what's today look like and so it's categorizing it and getting very wow are you available for hire i mean good lord can you come over and help well that's that calendars are very personal right everybody responds to them differently Lori actually has a paper calendar that she is really meticulous with it it's often laid out in the kitchen island there and she works off of that me I buy a calendar every year, and then I don't fill it in because I work off of my phone calendar, my Outlook. Christy and I both have access to that. She's putting appointments on. She's checking me before I put appointments on. I'm checking with her before I put appointments on. Lori has access to that and editorial ability in the context of that calendar. And for me, literally, um, it will beat me. It will buzz me. And so that makes sure that the important things that do make it on that calendar don't get lost because i will sometimes just if if it's a paper calendar i'll just realize oh i missed two appointments today because i didn't look at the calendar this one actually makes noise at me so and everybody's different so you know find a calendar system that works for you and then figure out how to do that together uh that's how ours works i'm also hearing the opportunity to say no a lot of people just try to jam yes and to say yes to everything, and you yep. can't do that, right? Yep. Because there's, I mean, I think there's always going to be good opportunities, but that doesn't mean it's the best for you at that time. Mm. Not even the best opportunity for you late, maybe later on. But I think you just have to be real careful to. Um, I know I do to make sure that again with what we're saying we want our lives to be about just because that's a good opportunity doesn't mean that's what I'm supposed to do right now. And you got to know your tendencies. My tendency is to think, sure, I can do that because I don't anticipate all the unexpected things that are going to be there three weeks, five weeks from now. Lori's much more careful about that sort of thing. So there's a lot of times where I'm going, oh yeah, we can do that. And she's like, oh no, we can't do that. And we usually meet in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I know it's been a huge blessing for me just because what happens when I, if I'm just left to my own device and I'm saying yes, 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 then I freak out mm. when it's the time comes and I've got all these things stacking up and I just got to power through and go, never want to do that again until I do that again. Mm. 
Yeah, and I think one of the things that we've learned is it is kind of easy to look at a 24-hour period or seven days or whatever and go, okay, well, I can fit this here, this here, this here, this here. And you don't allow any room just to have space to breathe, to listen, to rest, and that in itself can become a problem. So I think you even, if you have demanding schedules, which almost everybody does now, you need to almost calendar time just to be. Space, mm-hmm. yep. Space, white space, just to not have something that you're having to run and do. I think rest is in the Bible somewhere. I read that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yep. Very wise. You get five extra points there. Oh, right. <laughs> That's good there. Uh, let's talk again about 2023 and the new year. Sean, we chatted about this on the podcast, uh, the Reaching for Real Life podcast. I've seen it at reachingforreallife.org. Uh, nice. Ask for, ask for it by name. <laughs> Can you just kind of share what your vision might be for 2023 and then maybe how y'all do that, that as a couple? Well, for 2023, uh, again, vision for me is a, is a bigger picture. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily, I mean, I pray and ask the Lord what's the word for the year. And often, even in my teaching series early in the year, it'll reflect something like that. For me, the thing that God is drawing my heart to is renewed focus on prayer and even just the word focus because that's what I'm feeling right now. We've done so many great things and there's so many new things happening and there's been change and it's exciting. It's great. But, you know, and I like that part. But I'm, we've gone far enough to where I'm even feeling that need to, whoa, slow down. Slow down. Wait a minute. Let's make sure the roots are going deep. Let's make sure that I'm growing personally in prayer, that we as a congregation aren't assuming prayer. Oh, well, of course we pray. We're Christians. Well, yeah, of course. But that, that I'm actually leading us and that we as elders and the staff, pastors, we're focusing on prayer. So I, that's something that I'm looking at say, okay, I want to raise the bar, raise the temperature there. And just the idea of focus, first things first. Okay, what are we, remember what, as a family, as a couple, as leaders at River City and as a ministry, what are the first things first? So that, that's kind of like there's been lots of expansion and extension. Now I'm like, okay, let's catch up and make sure everything is aligned with what God wants, with who God wants us to be. Yeah, and actually my word is the same thing, focus. Because again, because of the distractions, I think as far as personally, I have lost focus on, on what it was that God asked me to do earlier in the year. And again, it's not that it was necessarily bad things, but the distractions kept me from focusing in on whether it was my quiet time or or things at work or whatever to focus on him. And so um, I want to work really hard on eliminating those distractions which will be difficult. It was interesting. I was telling Sean that you've read the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, and they, he talks about that's how he can keep someone from growing, if he can just keep them distracted. Mm. So they're focusing on the distractions rather than what they're really supposed to be focusing on. Right. <laughs> and so as a believer, especially in our culture today, I think we really need to focus on getting to know the Word, learning who God is, living a biblical lifestyle because the world is is going crazy and we are to be that light and so for me i've got to focus on what that looks like and the only way i can focus on that is if i'm intentionally in his word studying praying and putting that first mm. i love it <laughs> laura you said earlier that you're very goal oriented and sean you just got through sharing about the vision for 2023 what's the difference between vision and goals or are they the same or how do y'all guys complement each other with your vision casting and your goal setting uh, that's a really that's a great great observation and a great question. Um, I, I think vision is the bigger picture of what God 
placed and said, I want you to be about this. Goals are specific steps in getting there. I mean, that's short answer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it works together because this will be the vision. I tend to break it down for me. I have to break it down. And so that means, okay, so this, this means that this month I'm going to do this. And then today I'm going to do this. And as far as our family and our ministry, I kind of break it down into more bite-sized pieces, knowing that this is the big picture, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, of course. Which is actually how things get done. I'm not by nature a terribly goal-oriented person, um, but, you know, Bob Beale wrote that there's, there's different types of people, that there, there are people who are, who are goal-oriented, there's people who are problem-solvers, and there's people who are opportunists. Goal-oriented people love and they're motivated by goals, accomplishing goals. Problem-solvers see a problem, they love and they're motivated by fixing the problems. Um, opportunists see an opportunity and they go after it. That's how I'm wired. Whatever it is, whether you're goal-oriented, a problem-solver, or an opportunist as far as how you're motivated, and that's a motivational conversation, it's got to align with the vision. Okay? I don't care if a good opportunity comes up if it's going to take me outside of the vision that God has. I'm a person who's activist, but I'm not necessarily like... One of the things I appreciate and respect about Lori is that she does. She says, oh, that's where we want to be? Great. That's the goal, and I'm going to set the goal and take the steps towards the goal. And we all do that. I I do that at times, too, but it's not the most natural thing in the world. She naturally does it, and we've been blessed and benefited from that. All right, so I'm a guy who's none of those things. You know, it's like, to to me, January 1st is... Tuesday or whatever. It's just another day. And I think you too, as the song says, nothing changes on New Year's Day. But I need some practical advice from you guys or for, for anybody watching or listening. Uh, give me some practical if, if I've not ever set goals, is it you sit down with pen and paper or you're on your outlook or however you do it? Give me some advice on how do I attack 2023 with the right mindset so I can get on board and not just pretend like it's another day. I wouldn't start for me, I wouldn't start with goals. I'd start with vision. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, some people that goals aren't the way they're motivated. I, I think we all have to have some idea of goals, some things we want to accomplish. And if you have a vision, God's got to lead you in how to get there. The beginning for me is to articulate, to discern, ask the Lord, get with the Lord, discern and be able to articulate for yourself. Write it down. What is the vision of your life? If you've never done this, this is huge. You know, what's his vision for you as a person? What's his vision for your family? What's his vision for your career? And this is very much a spiritual process where you get with the Lord and you just seek his will, seek his face in prayer, in the word, and catch that vision. This is who we are. This is what we're going to be about. From there, you begin to say, okay, I've got 2023. Okay, God, what kind of things do we see happening in 2023 that help that vision come to life and be realized? Okay, uh, final question here. Uh, as, again, we're looking towards 2023 and the, and the new year. Uh, what are you guys praying for for this year? And then how can this church pray for Sean and Lori Azaro? Well, I appreciate that, Baron. Would you got anything? For us personally, and then even for the churches, that we would grow deeper roots in God's Word and knowing who He is. And then having um, the boldness and the courage to um, stand for Christ. So that's yeah. my prayer personally and for our church. Yeah, it is related. It's very much with what I said before. Just that idea of, of focus and, and that quiet place of prayer and focus on him in the midst of a growing and swirling kind of ministry. And that would be something that I would appreciate. I'd appreciate y'all's prayers. Just, just that in the midst of the change that as we're called to give leadership, 
that we would be able to maintain and find that quiet place with the Lord. You know, Jesus told his disciples at one of their busiest times, come away with me and rest a while, that we would do that, that we would take that time. And it's not that we don't, it's not that anything's keeping us. It's not like, you know, anybody's cracking a whip. It's that we kind of crack the whip on ourselves, right? It's, it's, we've got so much, I've got so much. And that, that, no, no, we've got a great team, got great leaders, that we would take that time and make sure we're centered on him so that everything we do comes from that place of, of quiet and commitment with him. Yes. And even for those that we love in our church, that we would learn to differentiate um, God's voice among all the distractions so that we can be about what he's asked us to be about. Because again, the distractions scream really loud. And if we can recognize what his voice sounds like, then we can maybe say no to the things that are distractions. Another five points, Lori. I'm going to check the scores here in a second here. I haven't got any points. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Guess who wins? <laughs> Sean, you are right. The difference between you and Lori complement each other so well in the picture of marriage. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think that's the way God designed it. Mm. But, you know, I think that's true with coworkers. I think that's true with people in ministry context. People different than you are a blessing and a help if you appreciate that. And, you know, you remember the conversation about our calendaring and that, right. <laughs> that we, you know, and Very how different we are there. And uh, learning to say no. When you say yes to the big picture things and then say, say no to the things that don't fit in that vision, that big picture, um, it really does free you up to be who God created you to be. Uh, Pastor Sean, now's a good time to say you laid out your vision for the year. What's happening this month at River City? Well, we're beginning a series called Gospel People. I actually might do a kind of a preamble or a prelude to Ooh. that. Uh, just some, The Lord shared some great things with me over the holiday just regarding my own life. And uh, I'm going to share about those this weekend at River City and then kick into that series called Gospel People. And so yeah, we're starting out strong. Uh, the Gospel People series is actually going to walk, we're going to walk through the book of Colossians. Mm. So it'll be a great study there. So uh, if you're listening to this and... You're free. Come and see us, 9.30, 11.30 on Sunday mornings. We'd love to have you. Hey, let me pray for us, and then we'll uh, let folks go. Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for this conversation. And I just pray that everything we would do would be looked at in light of the vision that you have for our life, the things that you think are most important. And I pray that we would walk according to your way. We love you, and we are so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.